Hello and welcome to Getting to Grow, the podcast dedicated to unearthing the stories of some of the best brands in the food and wellness space, hosted by myself and Sam. Each episode we chat to founders, experts and industry professionals who each have their own personal journeys. We discover how they built their business, what's next and everything in between. On episode 13 of Getting to Grow, we were delighted to be joined by Adam Sofa, co-founder of Joe and Seth's. We spoke to Adam about what it's like working in a family business, how the pandemic affected them, and what day-to-day looks like as a founder of an FMCG brand. Welcome, Adam. Um, we would love to, yeah, I'd love you to chat about introducing yourself, who you are, um, and how, how Joe and Seth came to be the most delicious popcorn. Actually, before we start, I just say, I did not know that you do like 60 million flavours. We do a lot of flavours. I was a lot shocked. Of I looked on your website and I was like, oh my gosh, it's never ending. There's gin and tonic. There's like pizza flavour. Yeah, we've got a very large selection, which is, which is really nice, especially during lockdown, because a lot of consumers were like, I really want to try different things. And so we found like our extended range just works so nicely, kind of getting people coming back to the brand and buying different things and... Uh, yeah, but yeah, there are some amazing. wacky, there are some wacky ones in there, and I know I'm some... quite intrigued to try the pizza. That sounds unique. Yeah, yeah, mozzarella, tomato, like all natural, um, really nice. It's really good, but yeah, with wow. a glass with a glass of wine, it's yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that's actually so true. There's like different like eventing occasions to have the different flavors. Exactly. Yeah, and um, cool. It. So yeah, sorry, sidetrack. Um, so yes, hi Adam. Um, tell us who you are. Hi, so yeah, I'm Adam, um, and I uh, co-founded Joe and Seth back in 2010, which it feels like our 10-year anniversary got skipped, because it was last year, that was that was the COVID year. Oh. Um, but yeah, oh, so we're going over 10 years now, and um, founded it with my parents, and now run the business with uh, my brother as well, who's still in the business. Um, to, and an amazing team of um, about 75 of us in total. Oh my gosh, wow. We are one of the rare breed of manufacturers. So we, in this amazing shiny new building, uh, which we moved into last year, we uh, make all of our own popcorn and all the other products as well that we sell. So we've got Where are you guys? Team. Where's your new manufacturing base? In Park Royal. Um, oh, so okay. in Northwest London. So n- not far from where you guys used to be based. Yes, yeah, we used to be, yeah. Um, so how was co-founding it with your parents? How did that come about? Um, it was kind of random. Uh, so my dad for years had made us popcorn. It was like his thing. You know, most parents would cook their kids spaghetti bolognese or, you know, something that's yeah. maybe nutritional value was kind of helpful to a sort of children. But uh, my dad made us popcorn. That was his thing. And he, yeah. the reason he made us popcorn was he... Um, used to go to the US every year on business for like a trade show one what show every year before? what did you do before you used to work in an electrical business like oh, nothing okay. to do with food and there was one electrical show in the US each year that he went out to to you know do all that stuff that you do yeah and each year he was like what do I bring back for my family and friends um as like a little gift you know and you know there's those sort of stupid you know back in the day those, those balls with the snow in them that you turn upside down with yeah, one yeah, year we yeah. had one year we had a sort of suitcase full of weird memorabilia and then one year we found this popcorn store, this kind of little popcorn shop which made really different well it just made caramel popcorn basically but like quite different to what we had in the uk at the time 
And he was like, oh, I can make that, I can make it better. And then that sort of started this process of reinventing the way popcorn was made. So mm. traditionally popcorn was made by uh, frying it and by artificial ingredients, et cetera, et cetera. He, he just started from scratch, not having any chef training and went, how can you make it quite differently um, with natural ingredients and, and better nutritional profile and better taste. Uh, and in a bigger range of flavors and so he started playing with that made us lots of popcorn when we were kids and then got to a point where um he had retired and got really bored of being retired and i was working at the time for dixon's who own curries and pc as it was yeah. and it's not cafe warehouse it is now yeah they, oh, they, it they is? after i left they ended up merging with, oh, with okay. cafe and warehouse and um and I was I was sort of ready I'd done the big company thing I was like, I really want my own small thing that I can do something like I can work hard and do something cool with uh and uh, my last project there happened to be in setting up a sort of film provider for Dixon so I was, like, I was kind of in the movie world quite, quite liked it. I was like right that's it let's let's do it let's go and turn these flavors that my dad had made us for years into a, into a business and the three of us took them to a we had a sort of we had to give ourselves 10 weeks to create a brand website some packaging and make the popcorn um and then turned up at a food show in in uh october 2010 which in, one in olympia it was, at the time it was the bbc food show or master chef i think it used to be called MasterChef. Oh, okay in olympia in uh, west london and we said if it goes well we'll do something with it and if it doesn't you know wasn't wasn't the disaster it was quite quite nice so were you hand making it then at this point and you're just in your kitchen yeah yeah hand made it in the kitchen uh, actually at this point we um there was a rent by the hour kitchen that we you could literally turn up you clean it you cook you clean it and you go um and it was it's a bit easier to get invited you know, environmental health to sign it off and yeah because it's a, it's a purpose-built proper premises as opposed to somewhere where you've got you know your, your pets and whatever at home yeah 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 uh and um and that was it and by day two so it's a three-day show by the end of day two it sold out run out it was that was it and it was they were like right we're on we're onto something here and uh and that began the, the journey so why joe and joe and tess is your, is your dad joe my dad is called joseph um so joseph uh i said that a bit weird and he <laughs> he is uh and the clue that joe and seth is in fact his name joseph is badly spelt is it's you can almost tell if i get my finger right it's the same hat upside down um the chef's hey, hat the top hat okay. is the same hat flipped which signifies that joe and seth is in fact the same person um not two separate people and he wears the two different hats one was as as the popcorn chef and one as the connoisseur of popcorn um That's clever. And, i like that and he gets all the uh, he gets all of the, the credit in the branding and kind of is, is really the, the front of the kind of what we do on pack etc because he is he is our, he's still our chef um, and leads our team um, of uh, in our kitchens on site here still and comes up with all our new flavours so that's amazing yeah, really nice. um, super cool as well I was looking at your doing a bit of research and looking at your website and I love the fact it's like it's very old English um, yeah you know, your brand video is like, it kind of reminds me of like, um, like Bang Bang Times. Yeah. Like yeah. it's got that really like old vibe to it and it's really cool. It's very like very British, very kind of like wholesome. So yeah, um, and, that's, and that's very much like what we're about because what we didn't want to do was try and 
it's very easy to, you know, one of the names we were playing around with was Joe's Popcorn, which literally you can almost say it with an American accent. Um, yeah. And, and we didn't want to be, an, you know, some kind of American brand. But what we're doing, and we've you know, been, to, been to the States a few times to see what those guys are doing out there in terms of popcorn. It's nothing like what we do. Um, it's much what we do is much more um, premium and I was going to say, because of course there flavors. are other pop brands, there are other popcorn brands out there that have like grown super quickly in the last, I'd say yeah. probably like five or six years. But you guys are, I definitely see you as like high end, like gourmet yeah. popcorn, like specialized in what you do. Um you have a very much of like a yeah a kind of um you offer like corporate events you do like weddings yeah. it's very traditional which is kind of not what the other brands are going for so you are super unique and you can really differentiate yeah. yourself yeah we've got some you know we've got some really strong distribution now in kind of uh non-traditional i guess fmcg distribution so we'd like cinema theater airlines you know, um, pubs, bars, hotels, all that sort of stuff that we do is it's kind of where we've really built our brand and online as well. Um, as opposed to, yeah, we're not in every store, not in every supermarket, not every kind of high street um, news agent, et cetera, up and down the country. So, um, yeah, we've got more of a premium distribution, which is what's really created our brand, I think, because it's meant that we've done it. Yeah. It's taken a bit, taken a bit longer maybe than you traditionally would um you traditionally would kind of go about things but it's meant that we've we've created a much stronger brand for it i think yeah definitely and when so how did you guys how did you get to market did which which was your who was your first i guess off was it off the back of the trade show that you got the interest or was it more that you approached the um stuff? How, uh, how so bear work? in mind and i guess like bear in mind where we were starting from this was a proper kind of kitchen table yeah Fan business we we had no you know weight trace no, silly they wouldn't want yeah. our popcorn you know uh that, that was kind of how we how we sort of started this thing and um so we at the, there was a huge queue coming from our consumers our stand at this consumer show and someone knew the selfridges buyer who saw that queue and said this has to be perfect for selfridges why haven't they got premium popcorn of course they should do premium popcorn um and started conversations with Selfridges really soon after that and I think we were listed in Selfridges probably March April 2011 okay um and uh, and that was really our first listing and then it sold so, Selfridges sold so well um you know we did so well that we worked really hard we did a lot of sampling in store um and really made a real effort to kind of make it so yeah because yeah to get kind of you're going to pay what for a bag of popcorn yeah, all we've ever had in the UK was like sweet and salt popcorn yeah. and you're trying to sell me a caramel and almond popcorn or a salted caramel popcorn, which at the time was kind of cutting edge, beginning of the salted caramel trend. Um, it was really about people had to try it to understand it. And um, yeah, so self just sold so well that very soon, kind of after that, we had conversations with Hyrods, Harvey Nichols, Whole Foods and those kind of premium store guys. Yeah, so and- it is very, it definitely has like a premium um, kind of feel to it and then in yeah. terms of like funding did you guys have any funding or was it all like just family backed straight away no we started with um it was we spent maybe fifteen thousand pounds in total creating the business so about five thousand pounds was savings and ten thousand was an overdraft from NatWest. Okay. um and uh and that was it really we, yeah, we we really bootstrapped it and it was you know we'd sell some we'd sell some popcorn make some money on it reinvest that buying you cooker buying you air popper buying you, you yeah. know, slowly 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 
did you quickly have a commercial kitchen then? Because I'm assuming, obviously, you get the listing in Selfridges. You're like, okay, we can't, we can't do yeah. this demand from our kitchen. You've got to suddenly yeah. have somewhere where you're producing it quicker than you personally could. Um, so we still kept control of our own kitchen, but we moved from a rent by the hour one to a rent by the month one. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> so and 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 had our own um, our own head chef who who we appointed to kind of run it with our kind of oversight and, and input and stuff. But um, and she's still with us today, actually, the same lady. So um, yeah, it, it was the beginning of our yeah. At that point, we moved and we were like, okay, we need to we need to stop using it. And there was no one else in the UK that could make popcorn the way that we wanted it. So it was it wasn't even one of those conundrums as to should we or shouldn't we do it. It was we've got so those we can't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's super interesting. I think it's like when you start a business. I mean, I don't know how to start my own business, but I've spoken to quite a few people now that have like. Um, that have started their business and they all say the same thing it's like you just quickly react to what you've got to do like you kind of just go into fight or flight you're like okay i got this listing i have to make it work yeah exactly you say like, yes a lot yeah we you, start, we, yeah. you said yes to like i don't think i don't think i said no for three years uh yeah um but, but that's why I got, maybe that's why i got married i don't know <laughs> um but i bet but, your wife won't like that <laughs> no no um but but yeah i don't think that 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 was it really it was a matter of just saying yes to everything and taking every opportunity you know every conversation every meeting and actually you learn so and, and you learn so much um you learn so much so quickly so much so quickly and some of the things you know you and I actually, when you look back at it, probably 95% of the things were the right thing. Like there wasn't really much that was like a sort of, no, of course you should, you, know, you shouldn't do that. It, it, there was, a, there was a lot of kind of obvious next steps, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it kind of like comes with the, like you do that, then you do that and it all, you're like, oh, okay. Starting to understand like the food world and how it works and like distribution and then what that means. Yeah. So did you, did you deal direct straight away with Selfridges then rather than going, having a wholesaler and, and things like yeah. that? Yeah, all of our early relationships were all direct and only went through wholesale at, um, wholesalers when the retailer said, like, you've got to go through a wholesaler. Um, okay. And so it gave us, you know, made it made a lot more kind of conversations, but it meant that we could really control, um, you know, little things like when Selfridges didn't have any stock and, it, you know, people we were really lucky, people taking pictures of the display and Selfridges going, well, this is really cool posting it we could sound like you've run out of the you know our best-selling flavor quickly get on the phone to buy their reorder you know give us a sort of element of nimbleness yeah. and control and um yeah i think it was a big part of why um we performed so well in our first few years yeah definitely i think as well like building those relationships so early on is like key because that's what will keep you instead and like keep you also in yeah. the forefront of like the selfish buyers mind like they do really go above and beyond like what we need yeah yeah. So you you've expanded quite quickly. You're in Selfridges. You're then in Harrods. When did the sort of like big break come in terms of like, okay, you know, we probably need like a factory <laughs> to make this work because waitress have approached us, for example, or, or how did that? Um, work? So we had. I mean, really, we so because at the time, like if you go back to 2011, 12, 13, the popcorn category still didn't really exist. Um, so we launched just before proper corn and Metcalfs and uh, like we're all kind of within nine months of each other. And all of us were all pushing, like trying, having a go at supermarket buyers going, you need to have popcorn on your shelf and mm. we're the brand. And, and actually the combination of three or four of us kind of pushing created the category. I think. 
um, but but the category didn't exist, and so there wasn't really Isn't that you know the wasn't thing that it didn't exist because now it's like yeah it's so big it's so it's and it's it's you know in every different type of distribution you could imagine it's not just supermarkets yeah. and coffee shops and um and so really at the time there wasn't there was never going to be a conversation with like Tesco's where they said you're going to have a thousand stores yeah and so there wasn't really an, there wasn't really a need to have something kind of overnight it was very like organic and so as we grew this rent by the month kitchen we took we ended up taking on a longer lease we knocked down the wall next to it expanded to that kitchen knocked down the wall into that one when it just kept knocking down walls in this mm-hmm. building um and so slowly but surely we were able to build it i guess the, some of the turning points we had were we got a listing with um cine world and all of their uk cinemas as, as a and that was a that was a big turning point for us because um we, that was our first kind of nationwide listing yeah. um, as you got into kind of more I guess, like on the go, um, commercial before retailers. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we is had that the plan. Had, um, or was there a plan? I guess I think I think it was kind of going where the the like where there was demand. So yeah, we found, cool. for example, in the Middle East at the time, the popcorn category was kind of quite established. People were people would buy popcorn in supermarkets, and it would be not just salted sweet; it would be flavored as well, or or at least kind of coated like yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we we did in the early days we were much bigger in the uae than we were in the uk um in grocery and um and yeah so we we spent we kind of really focused on and cinemas obviously sell a lot of popcorn it was and, and so it was a big challenge to explain why joe and Seth is the right brand for them and why it wouldn't take away from their existing sales so we spent probably two years proving with some really solid data to show look by having Joan Sess on the shelf it adds total sales to your to your yeah. cinema it's, it's not taking away from anything else it's it's different customer it's different consumer different and different occasion etc cetera, etc cetera. and so um yeah we so we got that was a big one then yeah when Waitrose then put us in I think it was 30 stores to begin with that was a nice kind of cool starting to get some traction Ocado mm-hmm. um we had some really good overseas distribution I mentioned in the UAE uh, to begin with and so all sorts of starts started moving kind of quite quite neatly at the same time um and uh, we started to get some kind of really good recognition for the brand um some really cool opportunities to partner with movies and things like that that we really wanted to do so um I guess yeah 2015 2016 it all sort of started to come together or 2017 maybe more I guess it's, it's still it's it's take it takes like a time to like establish mm. um like who you guys are because I I just assume because I know you quite well I know the brand so I just assume that you've been around for ages and it's all been there but obviously yeah if you say it's been it's, it's been really there. slowly slowly plugging away I mean each, each I'd say each year when I sort of look back on it each year we landed there's there's a big customer that you go oh that was awesome you know we launched onto British Airways I think it was 2016 okay yeah. um we launched in yeah so kind of like there's, there's a big one kind of every year so it's very you know and our growth in terms of sales has been quite incremental, um, yeah quite incremental each year you know nice sort of 30 40 percent growth a year um and uh so yes yeah, so and and that's i think to be honest i don't think we could have done it any other way because you without having serious money behind you um there's no way we could have gone from kind of zero to you know where we are now um without a lot of money um mm. but because we built it so but surely we've been able to do that with our own cash flow so so is it was it after that 15 grand loan um oh sorry five grand 
savings and then 10 grand um of the yeah. of the net west has it has it all been like what you've made you've put back in or have you got yeah. out your investment now um so it's all all of it was until middle of 2019 and at that point we sold a small percentage to um some investors who basically paid for this awesome building that i'm in right okay. now um so it was kind of a moment where we went do you know what we really need to have a partner on board who can um help help us go a bit faster and also this is a hell of an investment this this location it's kind of all of you know all of our money everything in, in, into yeah. it and i think uh, and having their having some of their money means that we can have an even even better better building better yeah, so that was cool. that was the first first time we, we um first time we took investment and which has gone really well actually really happy with it that's great and then after so kind of taking us to i guess the today after your like loads of great kind of you know British Airways and all that sort of stuff and then you know your waitrose but going from the smaller high-end um retailers to start with how how what are you guys how did the pandemic I guess affect you um and and did it affect you or actually did it probably I'm thinking it probably was great for you because everyone was in and therefore consuming more popcorn in an evening I certainly was um and then I want to ask you how you come up with your incredible flavors and what um, is your inspiration for some of them I'm so pa- so, so pandemic wise um no, it was really a mixed bag um okay. so we lost immediately like March we lost all oh, of yes, our of airline course. business yeah. all of our cinema business all of our theater business uh and which really actually it really shook the business it was quite a tough few months yeah. um However, we really, we did the famous pivot um, and really came out. So I reckon we had four or five months where it was pretty dire until we managed to turn it around. And then, so by September, we were doing positive like for likes on the previous year without all of our airline cinema and theatre business, which was awesome. Um, And so it kind of, I guess it was a really hard year, but we've come out of it so much stronger with a whole new business a whole new kind of channel that we didn't really I mean we'd focused on it but not that you know not not a huge amount and all of our existing business too so um yeah we've come out of it much better than we went into it I think it's a business but it was a tough it was a tough bit of time to you know to kind of get through um and uh but yeah outcome is good and we're in this awesome new building which we moved into right in the middle of lockdown uh and uh and so it's great to have all of our teams under one roof for the first time mm-hmm. in, in, in something dedicated uh flavors wise where do the ideas come from originally they came they were really kind of um it was like random things like we so we launched the world's first alcoholic popcorn uh and that came from a meeting i had with a bar where they were like we need to do something really cool for christmas like what can we do and uh and I just remember walking out of the meeting and calling my dad, going, uh, do, you have a, do you have a bottle of gin in the office, in the kitchens by any chance? And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, oh, that's a bit concerning. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he, he was like, I was just, let's just see if we can make a gin and tonic popcorn. And, and that was it. And he, you know, he spent a couple of days playing around and we made a gin tea popcorn. So, we, so it was kind of quite organic conversations in the early years as we were just like trying to find something cool and different to play with. We need now, to do a vegan 
like our salt caramel or our praline or our banoffee, like coconut collab and Joe and Seth's collab. That would be so yeah. cool. I like that. I like that. We well, we launched our vegan range probably beginning of last year. Um, and it's like, but we want to do like, it's, it's similar, like kind of an, an indulgent vegan. We're not going to mess about with kind of uh, yeah. just trying you to make to it. Get in touch. Yeah, you need to it's, get in touch. It's got to, it's got to be indulgent. And um, so yeah, so that would be actually would pair really nicely. Yeah, but they, that would uh, be delicious. Uh, and that's gone really, really well as well. So yeah, no, like quite a, quite a variety, and we'll continue to kind of innovate. We we we've got some really cool stuff coming out later this year. And that's, uh, that leads and me quite nicely next. on to my next question then, which I guess is is what is the future, and what is what is kind of like yeah in the pipeline? What are your plans for growth? And are you you're already a team of seventy five, which is insane. Um, like, are there plans to obviously continue to expand the team? Yeah, so I think we're going to do a mixture of um, a mixture of lots of different things. Um, I've actually just seen there's there's a there you go. That's our advent calendar sneakily sort of oh, peering, peering up. Um, so that so Christmas will be a big part of what we do. Um, uh, in and in terms of the kind of the, the plan, yeah, we've got a really exciting plan, a three year plan that we are looking to do kind of a lot more in export. We're going to do a lot more in um, uh, with our existing customers in the UK. And um, there are lots of channels, well, two channels in particular that we don't really do enough with um, that we're going to focus on as well. So we've got a kind of bit of a, a bit of a plan of selling loads more outside the UK and loads more inside. Um, yeah. And with lots of kind of cool and exciting products. So it comes way, under but, the same umbrella, I guess, of like growth. But then yeah. there are like little different pins to it. Yeah, yeah. And I guess got, as every business should have. Yeah, I think so. And we, but we've got to and we've got to make sure that we stay true to what we're about, which is you know we're all about cool, quirky, indulgent flavors and products, and that that you know when you eat them, you want to get the we want people to go wow, like that's yeah. that's the kind of that's what we do, and. Um, uh, uh, yes, and, and everything that we kind of plan to do is it's kind of continues that theme of keeping people excited and um, wanting to try more and, and keep discovering more of, of what we do. Other than other than COVID, have you had any like significant like, I guess, failures, like anything that you were like, oh, my goodness, that was just a big, fat, horrible situation? <laughs> um. Covid definitely uh, definitely wins that award. Um, beyond Covid, I would like say what's just, your biggest failure? I guess that you've ever. Um, I would say. I mean, look, there are listings that we've had that, that that just don't work, that haven't worked, and you're like scratching your head, going, "Why?" Or you're going, "Damn, I should have done that differently." Okay. Um, so I mean that's they're always ones, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I kind of kick myself because of it. I kind of go, we've learned something from it, and we just need to evolve in what we do. Um, I wouldn't say that you know, and from a I guess the kind of the biggest thing that we've done is grow our team. And yeah. some people, you know, some of the guys who have come, guys who have come through our business and gone on to really cool things um, elsewhere in, in kind of FMCG. Um, in, in all sorts of different companies have you know I'm really proud of what they've done that's that's really cool I always kick myself when when it's their time to move on but um it's you know it's kind of part of the growing 
the growing of a business um I, again so I wouldn't really look back on that I kind of I'm just quite happy for them and, mm. and pleased for, for kind of what they've done and and uh, and what they've achieved so I, yeah I wouldn't I, I honestly wouldn't say apart from COVID there is anything that I've gone Jesus like this is bad um everything that's happened has just been a that's amazing well, though we've kind of we've learned from it you know you just got to look at it and go yeah, whoops on to the next one so what's what's your day-to-day um, job title I guess so I'm managing director officially um, okay so you're the big dog uh I try to be yeah um <laughs> but in and this is at the moment it's a, it's kind of really it's, it's a bit as as with everyone it's kind of everything so we've just we're actually phase two of our new building work is actually currently underway uh, so we've got builders in making our site bigger again which is kind of scary uh so doing a lot of work just making sure that that all goes swimmingly um new product development recruiting um bit of sales still it's kind of very varied um and, and but most importantly looking at kind of how can we make joe and seth's an even better place to work yeah. um build a stronger team i think it's really important now with coming out of covid um that yeah we are you know we just kind of make sure that we're best in class as best as we can but it's quite difficult actually being a, a food manufacturer. there's a lot of brands who are brands and can have an office in a nice shiny location somewhere in in central london and then that appeals to quite a lot of people to, to work in that sort of environment i can totally understand why i did it myself for, for years in, in other companies but we are a, a manufacturer and so as a result we are in a less glamorous part of london yeah. um and so now I love that because it means that on you know under my feet we have the amazing smell of caramel. We've got chefs running around. Oh my we've god, I'd be so bo- fat. We've got boxes kind of going out. Your lorries being loaded, going to all sorts of different countries, and that's that's kind of I love feeling the business and seeing yeah. it moving. And, and that's quite think, special, really. Yeah, and I think I I don't think in FMCG you can really see the whole like really understand the whole picture without that so yeah. I, I really love it i think it's a great point of difference but it does mean that we've got to make sure that actually what we do here is kind of is, is as, as appealing as the alternative to to um working elsewhere in in the country or in or in or in the uk so i spend a lot of a lot of my time on making sure that's the case mm, yeah for sure i mean yeah i think the fact that you as you said you have the like manufacturing under your feet and then you can see it like going to different locations mm. is really special and it just constantly like brings it home like I obviously work full-time for coconuts but I guess I never see the product like on the line and that would be really cool it really cool to see it and then actually be like oh my gosh that's how it gets obviously yeah. I know broadly um but in terms of like the day-to-day of a manufacturing site I can just imagine it's it kind of like- cool because when when you win a big customer order one of the sales teams wins a big customer order it's like you know, there's a, there's a sort of slight whoop it, you know, whoop moment, but you don't really get to celebrate. I, I always feel FMCG, you're always on to the next one. But when the lorry pulls up and the team, the team in the warehouse and the kitchen, so you know, have made all the effort of making all of that and it gets loaded in. And actually the group of you guys can all get together and go, that was, I took that order, you made it, you packed it, you put it on the lorry, yeah. you've processed the order. It's, there's something really quite nice about that. And so... Yeah, it I do, feels I do like think a family, it, and it's and it's funny because like your yeah. dad's obviously there, so he genuinely is like the godfather at the top, yeah. like in your 100%. whole family. Yeah, it's really yeah, and we've got my mum is here as well. She looks after a lot of the HR and payroll, so she's very much oh, sort of mother hen. Um, 
and uh, and my brother as well he looks after a good chunk of our export business as well as some of our larger uk customers so yeah it's kind of it's it's a we've there there is there is some there comes from some real points of difference i think we've got as a brand yeah. can't stand still we've got to keep making sure that we've got this amazing got this amazing building we've got to make make the most of it Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. You can't keep still in FMCG. I guess because it is FMCG, fast moving consumer goods. Like it's fast. exactly once you've eaten it, you're on the next bag. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I know you've got. I know you've got a hard stops. So I'm conscious of um, asking you loads more yeah. questions because I could literally continue because I don't feel like we've even touched the surface. And this is definitely the fastest podcast I've ever recorded. Um, but um, if you ha- do, you have any anything else? Any more questions? Anything you'd like to point in? um no not not really um try some of our awesome popcorn obviously if anyone is listening and uh, we have a, an awesome collaboration just one i've wanted to do for years and years and years and years and years um, with james bond uh, i saw that 007 one the martini yeah pops not stirred that's literally cool. I like that's been that. that's been on my mind probably seven years um oh my God. That, that's that's about as exciting as my humor gets uh and um so we're launching that. I mean, it's kind of, it's, we've launched about three times because the film's been delayed, um, but uh, we are launching it properly and it's going to be kind of some really exciting stuff that we're doing with uh, their, the film studio behind Bond uh, in the run-up to, to the launch in, at the end of September. So yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff going on. Cool. Well, Sam, Sam will love me for this because it's a short episode, which means that he doesn't have to do hours and hours of editing. So he'll actually be quite happy that I probably haven't chatted oh, your good. head off. Um, but thank you so much for your time, Adam. Have a fantastic evening and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Please remember to follow, subscribe and leave a review as it really supports what we do. See you guys next time.